T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Speaking of food, I met my match last night. You're not going to believe this. I wasn't going to tell you. You went by Popeye's and didn't stop? No. So here's what I did. I was at Mariano's, and I found two discounted containers of pot roast. Oh. I was really excited to eat it, and I opened it up. I'm like, and Beth said, what? what's that face you're making? I said, ah, I'm not sure this is okay. You mean like good to eat? And she goes, what do you mean? I just said, well, it's kind of Funky. Little gaming. You've been eating that thing for a week. I think the mayonnaise is starting to turn. Two more feet and I can fit it in the fridge. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's kind of like locker roomy. And I said, maybe after I microwave it, it'll be fine. Oh, great. Dad's dead. Have you been eating that sandwich again? Sandwich. And she kind of gives me a look like, come on. Just throw that away. Suggestion noted. She's like, look, just take the L. Mm-hmm. Just don't eat it. I threw it out and I ordered McDonald's. I think you made a good choice. I did. It was a rare, mature moment for me. Marge, I'd like to be alone with the sandwich for a moment. Are you going to eat it? Yes. Bernstein and Hope. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. That's a great poll, studs. That's a great episode. Oh, sandwich! How can I stay mad at you? And then off he goes to the, in the ambulance again. That is one of my favorite episodes. When he takes it out of the garbage can, it's got mushroom like fungus growing on the outside of it. It's like gray or something. Yes. How did he come into the sandwich again? They had it at a work party, yes. and it was like it was like one of these super long sandwiches, and there was like feet and feet of it left. So he took it home. That was like my 30th birthday party. It was a surprise party. And my 30th birthday, so Beth got these giant party subs. And we didn't, we barely made a dent in them. And so Doug Buffone is there at our apartment. Like, he's like, that was a really good sandwich. Like, Doug, take it. Take it home. Oh, if you're sure, if, if you want me to. So we gave him, it was probably a <laughs> foot and a half. He's strutting with of, the sandwich of a, of a party down the street. Sub. So it, it's like, Seriously, that way. It was probably five pounds of sandwich. Yeah. And he's, he takes it out under his arm, like like a, carrying a like a case with him. And I, I asked him the next day, I said, were you able to put that sandwich in the fridge when you got home? I was like, oh, I got it. It didn't make it home. <laughs> I was, I was like, Damn right. Doug, what do you mean it, you, it didn't make it home? He's like, well, I... Uh, 
I realized I was hungry, and then <laughs> I got stopped at a, at the train tracks, and it was a really long freight train. <laughs> like, you ate that entire sandwich? He's like, yeah, I got. I had to vacuum out the car. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not possible. A treasure, possible. that man. That man is was, a treasure. It apparently was possible. Okay, here we are on a Wednesday, and it's foggy outside, and everyone's driving very slowly. So, it was worse getting in here today than it was yesterday. And, and, and yesterday was, you know, black ice. And you called it on the potholes. You called it. Even like little ones that were starting, and I could say, oh, give give that guy a couple of weeks, so that's going to be brutal. It happened like overnight. Yeah. Overnight, all the potholes. Because the ground froze, and then it unfroze. Yeah, then the salt got in it, and then it gets down to the gravel level, and no, it's bad. Uh, We've got Ray Diaz, Adam Studzinski, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell. It is a Layla Rahimi Wednesday. We've got a lot of football talk and uh, plenty of stuff to do. I know Layla's got got pent-up sports thoughts. Angst. I do have some angst, but also some happiness because the first person I mentioned for this job got the job. And I was like, oh, happy about that. Makes sense. It did make sense. Like it's one to me when they made the choice and they made it official yesterday, but we've kind of known for the last three days it's going to be Shane Waldron. There's nothing in his resume that says this is a mistake. And that's good. Like I, I know we're talking about low bar here, but there, there's is nothing. It not an obvious mistake, right? <laughs> right. Actually, I'd say that is quite the upgrade. That's going to be like the DePaul job, where the, the AD already is like, well, you know, there's some some guys who wanted the job last time around, and we're still in touch with them. Great, awesome. Well, one of them you beat earlier this year, and he's awesome. having a terrible time at Louisville. That was one mm-hmm. of their three wins when they fired Coach Doublefield. The other guy has a top fifteen team. Hmm. So, so there's that. Uh, Bobby can, Hurley, though. Wait, didn't uh, didn't Shire want that job? Yes, he also has the Duke job now, so I think mm-hmm. he's probably good. So something would tell me there's a flaw in their hiring practices. Bobby Hurley, though. I like it. Uh, so here's here's the thing about Waldron that I enjoy is that he's quarterback agnostic. The problem with Luke Getze and Matt Nagy, well, there's many, but one of the main ones was they relied on two of the best quarterbacks to ever do it to say their system worked, and that's not the case with Waldron. And I know that a lot of people have detractors regarding what happened last season with the Seattle offense, but they also had a terrible O-line. Not that we would know anything about that here, right? They had a lot of offensive line problems and injuries. But one of the things I'm encouraged by is one of the things the Bears are already good at, and that's moving the chains, not necessarily on third down, but first and second. Josh Schrock actually wrote a really good article for NBC Sports Chicago. Schrock and all. He writes many of them. This is, I think, what he's good at. The Seahawks offense on early downs during his time there, including the 23 season, fifth in the NFL in EPA per play. Their success rate is eighth, drop back EPA sixth, the success rate fifth, the rush EPA fifth, and the rush success rate 24th. So rush, we know the Bears are strong in, right? That's not an issue. But here's where the Bears were with Getzey on early downs. As if we talked about third downs and how the third and short was a huge bugaboo for this team. We talked about that all the time. It was also a horrid problem for the defense, I might add. However, in this case, 
Getze, the EPA per play compared to Waldron's fifth, they were 28th. The success rate, 40.2%. That's 30th. The dropback EPA negative is 0.064. That's good for 30th. Dropback success rate, 30th. Rush EPA, 7th. As we said, that probably would be the contrast. But then rush success rate, and that's where it gets interesting. Only 15th. So what we're saying is the difference in the running game isn't as great as you thought it would have been. And all the other stats indicate that the Bears wouldn't have nearly been as successful schematically as as the Seahawks offense was. Your point about legendary quarterbacks having unicorns that kind of prop up the success of whatever your resume is, I think is significant, especially when you look at what's happened with Waldron where you have this renaissance of a player that a lot of people thought was just a dog in, in Geno Smith. Now, I think that Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit for that because Geno himself has talked about how Pete Carroll changed the way that he thought about and talked about himself, but you still have to have someone who's going to help point the quarterback in the right direction. That's what excites me about Waldron is that he doesn't seem to be system dogmatic, scheme dogmatic. Like he seems to be someone who is, you can look at his resume and go, oh, okay, you were in pass-heavy offenses. Oh, okay, you were in run-heavy offenses. Oh, you have balance, like what was going on in Seattle. I just feel like it's a good place to start. I'm not here to tell you that he's going to be a success, but give me the well-rounded coach, and I, I think that he has a better chance of helping out a player. You know my rule when it comes to consuming the work of beat reporters, never miss a mailbag. Right? Yeah, because there's stuff in there. Never miss a mailbag. Especially a Big Z mailbag. Big Z, Casey, whoever it is. Sam Smith. There's stuff in Nuggets. You will find nuggets in there that maybe they didn't want to make a whole article out of, or maybe an editor said, yeah, I'll put that in the mailbag. And you find stuff. So here, Brad Biggs is answering a question about Shane Waldron. And he said that I called a veteran pro scout for his take on Waldron and the work he did in Seattle over the last three seasons. This is what the scout said. Sean McVay is the best play caller in the NFL, and Waldron's system is going to be a direct reflection of that scheme. In Seattle, they did open up the offense for Geno, and Shane worked for a head coach in Pete Carroll that would pressure him to run the ball consistently. Waldron is a good play caller. You can wonder if he worked for a head coach that didn't allow him to really open it up. Is he going to encounter this same thing with Eberflus, another defensive head coach? Maybe. The run game is the foundation of what McVay does. It creates a lot of formational variance, and there's a lot of misdirection and motion, and all that builds out of the, into the passing game. Now, this is what this is what I circled. McVay has transitioned to more of a gap scheme running the ball. Waldron is going to need athletic linemen, and the Bears have some of those. They do, they have, they have two of them. He says it's possible there could be more pre-snap movement. But we won't know that for a while. The Seahawks really struggled to run the ball. A lot of that can be attributed to a rash of injuries on the offensive line. He said there's been intense focus on the scheme and X's and O's and the play calling. It's a huge part of the job. But what can't be overlooked is how Waldron commands the room, how he presents information to his players, and how he connects. He will be the head coach of the offense. There's a lot more to that job than game planning and play calls. Additionally, I think a point that stands to be discussed here is not only – is he somebody who has been flexible to his talent? But he's somebody who can check 
the appropriate people in that room. One of my biggest complaints about the Bears was whatever they thought after practices about how they were running them and where they thought they were good, every single time they were grossly underprepared, whether it was the Packers game to start the season, the Packers game to end it, where I thought a lot of bad decisions were made on both sides of the ball, and then the games in between where they had big breaks. They, whatever they thought made them good or like they, they were like, okay, we got this. They didn't ever have it. So at least this guy with experience and coming from, I think, the most established coaching tree in the NFL, you have all of that balance and that expertise coming in. I'm pleasantly shocked by this because how many times have I sat here and told you two, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith made me rethink the importance of a quarterback and a coach and that relationship and the success they're in in the NFL. He's come back player of the year in 2022. You still need an entire team. But don't tell me you can't run things. You, you're the one who needs to change, the coach. Those guys are already committed to. The coaches are the ones who are not. In fact, every NFL team now has had to change their offensive coordinator since 2021. That's incredible. With the Bengals say, offensive say that again. coordinator. Every single NFL team has had to change its offensive coordinator since 2021. <laughs> Even Mike McDaniel, because he left Kyle Shanahan. And now Shanahan's the one calling plays in Kansas in, uh, San Francisco. It's just wild. I, too, reached out to an NFL front office person about Shane Waldron, and this is what this person told me. I don't know him, but friends of mine who worked with him in L.A. love him. Said he's the real deal, strong leader, excellent teacher, and a team guy. Said he really knows how to scheme and can shred a defense. And this person went on to talk about how big of a job it is to what he did with Geno Smith so, whoa, whoa, strong leader. I thought that softy said he is nothing about him screams that he's a leader of men. Remember that what happens behind a microphone is different from what happens inside of a football organization. Oh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes it's the same. Sometimes you do get a window into the world and the person's an idiot. But a lot of times, the person that is in front of the microphone is not the same person that's in the meeting room. Give me bad liars. That means you're probably a good person who doesn't like the lying part of your job. Yeah, oh, speaking so. of which, remember when I was saying how I think the, the coach likes the quarterback? Well, I think we found out that the coach likes the quarterback. I still don't think he's he's staying. I'm I am I was very sure that the Bears were going to use that pick on Caleb Williams. I am not as sure with the events over the last two weeks. I think they've brought some excellent people in to counterbalance whatever thought they might have had. Yay! The good thing is, is that, and this is this is the point that, that Layla brought up and we're going to get into more in depth in the next segment. I think Waldron is going to work whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. And that, to me, is a big plus. It'd be great. It'd be great. The history says it won't but it would be great if it did. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Rational Takes and Good Bears Talk. How are you feeling about these Rational Bears Takes, Dan? Are Fine. you comfortable with it or no? You want to say something crazy? Hopeful Bears Talk at that. No. No, no I know we got, we've got expert sound to play next with more opinions. Yes, we're going to do that. It'll be even more rational 
on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You, 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 Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Your hope Shane Waldron is the guy here because of what... He and at least Pete Carroll were doing with Geno Smith. You hope that that's the guy because at least he understands trying to put people in positions to succeed. Seattle fans can't wait to get rid of him. The reaction there is like, please take Shane Waldron. I I think he's a good candidate here. There was studs going back to Layla calling it. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have any other predictions that you want to throw our yeah, way? You like, know that my predictions, like, my predictions like, are strange and nail random things, right? Like that time I said, somebody's like, oh, yeah, who do you want the Sox to trade for? And I was like, Ryan to it makes sense. And then it happened. Layla like, Rahimi, what are my winning lottery numbers? That's what I know. Correct. If I knew that, do you think I would be sitting here right now? Oh, man. I'd still come what here if I, I want. What should I have for dinner tonight? I, I'm alone, best out of town. Popeyes. I'm all by myself. What do you want? Popeyes. I haven't. Usually, I wake up and I know exactly what I want. I just said Pop, what you should Popeyes have. Popeyes is never a bad call, especially today. I was Spice gonna, it up. I threw it up on on Instagram yesterday. I was gonna text it to you because I felt like you would get it, but what? I was in a rib establishment last night. A rib establishment just on one the rib? south side. Here, look at this picture, Dan. Okay, and then you tell me what's wrong with it. Describe the picture. Oh my goodness! Okay, this is a a painted portrait of Nelson Mandela, Barack Obama, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X. Yes, I don't think they could all be together at the same time. Right, because one of them's still alive. Right, and they didn't. And they didn't all one exactly. In, one was in jail. Get along yeah, as far say, as like. I don't think they'd be like hanging out necessarily. No, they, they might be hanging out. A summit but, meeting. But my thought was like Mandela was jailed at the same time. Dr. King was alive. No, my thing is, well, three of the guys are not with us. Okay, but, One of them is. Okay, but it's weird because Mandela has sort of a, a knowing half smile, like a Mona Lisa smile. Obama's giggling as if he's responding to a, a joke or a playful insult. And it's almost like he's serving, too. Right. Like, he's, <laughs> can, I, can I refresh your coffee, Dr. King? Dr. King has a coffee mug. Who all, And he also looks like Mar- more like Martin Lawrence than he does Martin Luther and, King. And what about that dude at the Ravens game? And Malcolm X is looking directly. That guy at, looked exactly like him. He's looking directly 
at. Okay, this is this is my whole thing is bizarre. Who commissioned three, this? Three of those guys are, are might be in the same place talking about events of the world. One of those guys is still living. Yeah, this is <laughs> he's he's still with us. But how are the ribs? Pretty good. Okay, I mean, if the ribs are good, I don't care what the painting looks like. And it's a place that Obama has gone for ribs. Ah, does he like the painting? I don't know. I would ask him his thought. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got an idea. Let's I'm going to put com- them all together. I'm going to commission a painting. I'm okay with them being together once they're together, but one of the guys is still here. Now, it did look like Dr. Martin Luther King was at the Baltimore Ravens game, the divisional round game, that, because that, there's a guy that looks oh, just that guy like him. Looked he he looked that that was spooky. Like, seeing that guy, and you're like, wow. Makes you wonder. I thought it was like a Photoshop job, and then I saw it popping everywhere. Like, oh, no, this is a real man. Matrix? Well, there was a reputation for a while. (laughs) Makes you wonder. I just did a knowing nod. The ribs are very good. I got them dry, because that's my new thing. Dry rub? I just I don't want them slathered. I'll do the slathering. A lot of in sauce. A lot of places over sauce. A lot of places do. I I don't. I'm not a big did rib you get, person. Did you get tips? How can you? No, I did a half slap. Okay. See, I would. I I just I was just basically I I made pulled pork is basically what I did. That oh. sounds then nice. You don't get the joy of of ripping the the meat off the bone no. like a like a hyena. That's no, I don't. Are we getting closer to what you want for dinner? Ribs do sound good, but there's near me. I, there aren't a lot of great. Man, it's so. You don't Google ribs so, near me. I'm so mad that. What was that place by you that closed? The one off of Western. Oh, Fat Willie's? Fat Willie's. Well, I yeah, love no, Fat Willie's. It is, it's a smokehouse now, but it's not Fat Willie's anymore. Yeah. That, that's where. No, I wasn't at Limbs, but you're in the ballpark. No, I'm not here Fat for this. Fat Willie's buzz was kill. ruined by stupid white people. I'm not here for this buzzkill today. I love Fat Willie. Even though Fat Willie is a, was a little Asian woman. That That's you, fine. But the they took tips away because nobody knew what tips were. Aww. These have too much gristle. I don't know how to eat it. So they finally had to take them off the menu because stupid white people didn't know what a damn rib tip was. I'm not doing Coming out this. of a Marvel movie instead of being like, I, I, how do you eat these? These are all it's bony. Right across from the movie these are all gristly. What are these? It's really Idiots. good place. So I don't get rib tips because you're dumbass. Right. Put the whole thing in your mouth and you spit out what you can't eat. Back to Shane Waldron. Just going to let you talk it out. Studs suggested that we hear from our guy Sage Rosenfels first. And Layla, this will give you an opportunity to hear what Sage had to say about the new offensive coordinator of your Chicago Bears, Shane Waldron. Thought he was a great guy. Watched him uh, sort of install plays and do some coaching uh, on the video in front of all these top you know, high school kid quarterbacks and you know I was impressed I was like all right this guy's got a future in the National Football League he can coach and very likable guy and of course I've got to know him a little bit here and there over the years of the combine you have a beer with them talk about the different offenses and the evolution of the game but also the you know the the type of football that's maybe not evolutionary but it's just winning football and I feel like that's what he coaches uh in his style of coaching in this whole sort of world of this sort of Shanahan Kubiak you know, whatever tree is really, I feel like he has really good, high quality winning uh, concepts, winning style uh, of football. That's the way he coaches. 
Shane felt like he wasn't used to talking about a Bears offensive coordinator he might like. That we got Sage on the record talking about a guy that that he knows. It was also interesting because there's a lot of like in the beginning of that cut, there's a lot of drops from from Sage. He's like, Yeah, I know him. And then we were at a camp with Justin Fields and an eight a ninth grade Caleb Williams. There's a lot of stuff that was in there to, to to pick and choose from. Oh, people are loving the quarterback collective talk, man. The idea of someone who has experience in more than one system is I can't tell you how important it is to me, but it is. It's super important. I, 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 but my system only works if one of the best quarterbacks ever is running it. See, I think you're burying the lead. I, I I really do. Okay. I think I, I think your instinct, your recognition of over the last two weeks, your instinct being that these moves are are bringing you closer to a belief that Justin Fields could return. I've had the opposite feeling. Okay, we can pick a segment, and it's not. And but but can... I'm not. I'm not really basing it. it it's it's purely a, a lot of it has been. Brad Biggs is really strong on it. Biggs has been like, look, this, this is basically saying Fields is done here. It makes sense for Fields to be done here. It makes sense for them to say, okay, let's start over. I'm looking at, and I could be wrong, and I'm, and I'm totally not okay. for one side or the other, but please do not misrepresent. I, 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 I would be cool with it, whatever works. I, I'm not either. I mean, I, I would probably prefer that Justin Fields stay, but the logic of starting over with a new quarterback that a lot of people think is the business makes sense to me too. The, the way that I've looked at it as is not Caleb versus Justin. It's Caleb versus Justin plus. Yeah. All the things that you might be able to get considering how many desperate teams there will be to try and jump up and get Caleb because of what he is as a prospect. I just look at, I look at that, that piece yesterday from NBC Sports Chicago where it breaks down that Matt Eberflus inside of interviews with offensive coordinator candidates was defending Justin Fields. I look at what they clearly took from the player interviews because it's part of the reason that Matt Eberflus is still here and then talking to some folks that are like, you know, the, the Waldron move could mean that they're sticking with Fields because of the job that he did with Geno Smith. I'm, I'm, I'm not move to the point of saying that's exactly what they're going to do but at the end of the season I was like they're totally moving on and now I'm like huh I wonder if there might be room for this to continue the way that it was going would you guys like to hear what I talked about with Brad Spielberger yesterday a hundred percent so I was on football night in Chicago yesterday and we had Brad Spielberger on who's a friend of this show he's from pro football focus his specialty is as we know, cap, free agency. He had a lot to say about some important stuff. That's something we're, we're going to get into at 12 o'clock. But here's what he had to say about Waldron, and he's done a deep dive into his offense. The messaging coming out about this hire was, we want a guy that no matter who is going to be under center, a guy that can work with different quarterback skill sets and get the most out of them and truly cater an offense to their skill set. And I think we saw a little bit of oil and water at times with the previous OC. You look at Waldron, not just resurrecting Geno Smith's career, but he worked with the Jared Goff in, in LA, a totally different quarterback, under center, play action. You're looking at more, um, you know, shotgun, RPO, still some play action for Geno Smith, all these various components. 
how they're attacking defenses, middle of the field, outside the numbers. I think that is the biggest thing. I think he has proven he's a guy that is not going to try to force, you know, his scheme or what he likes to do on the quarterback. He's going to sit back, learn what they like to do, and build around their skill set, their talent. Imagine that, Layla. <sighs> quarterback Imagine agnostic. That. And I asked him, I said, do you think that this indicates the Bears go in one direction or another regarding Fields or possibly Caleb Williams? And he was like, no, I don't think it's that cut and dried because of this, because of this very reason. Let's let's give credit to Ryan Poles because that's a that's a stroke of maneuvering that puts him in a strong position that if he does, if, if he does want to keep Fields and people can't interpret the Waldron move is one direction or the other. It con- continues yeah, to poker. provide him leverage it's good poker. on what to do with that pick. Like maybe he, we talk about the concept of him being blown away by like a talent or an interview. What if he's blown away by a package? What if, sure. Well, you know what, man, we really want that pick. Oh, really? Cause we, we got this guy that might be able to help our quarterback. I and mean, we like our quarterback. We just, Maybe we don't love him, but we like him. What you got? Yeah, nothing has telegraphed anything to his counterparts. I also think it forced them to make a better hire because of it. It forced them to make a hire that wasn't contingent upon one individual on your offense, albeit the most important one. It's still the quarterback. But it forced you to have to consider somebody who knows how to adjust. And that was somebody they needed in the building. Did you find it interesting that Waldron gave credit to both Eberflus and Poles regarding his hiring? Because I, I, I didn't want to read too much into it. Because of the connection? The... But it's something that we discussed. Whose hire is it? Who's, who is in charge of this hire when we knew that Eberflus is bad at hiring? I would assume it'd be both. We did, and there's sometimes some conflict in there because there is a, a school of thought that says a, a coach must hire his staff. Well, some of y'all also thought that suddenly Poles didn't hire Eberflus, but I was never on that train. You think he did or? Yes, I think he did. And I think that keeping him shows you that. Well, he definitely rehired him. <laughs> like, like even if, if that wasn't his man's before, it's your man's now. Well, I and mean, then, there's and somebody else here pulling this train, the, as we've all discussed. The Trace Armstrong influence like, you is, can't, is there. And we have to acknowledge it. Because if there were better candidates who were outside of that agent's clientele, a.k.a. one who maybe hired Don Yee recently, then it stands to be discussed for sure. I can't let one person who doesn't actually can't let a person on your on who's not on your payroll run your team. There's NBA teams that were not in agreement at that. Yeah. One of them is in Milwaukee. Well, that's a there's a. We, we the NBA stays undefeated in plot lines. Yeah, and apparently Adrian Griffin was terrible at his job. He was fired because he was bad at coaching. And there are it, it, this started early, and it never got any better. And they've they've played over it, and their record really they they weren't results based; they were process based. The Ringer did a nice job breaking it down, but we'll talk about what we're learning about how that all went down next on the score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 
We have news in from CNN. They are reporting. From CNN? Sports. From CNN Sports yeah. that Doc Rivers has accepted the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching position. As you may remember earlier today, Adrian Griffin relieved of duties. It turns out that CNN was right. CNN was right. The, the Bucks were bucking back against the report last night, and now, magically, CNN was correct. Doc Rivers is going to be the new coach in Milwaukee. On the what? day of the New Hampshire primary, CNN scooped Woj and Shams. A lot going on. Well, and apparently CNN. Doc Rivers was the shadow coach for a while because yeah. they had told Adrian Griffin that, hey, you know, we're bringing Doc in here to advise you, <laughs> which was Terry Stotts' role to start the season. But then, And he- then he quit. And that was the canary in the coal mine to tell you something was not right. And the the ringer did a really good job with uh, a lot of inside information regarding the system that was being run defensively. And it wasn't really an endorsement of, of Mike Budenholzer necessarily, but at least the defense that Budenholzer was running made some sense. And to go to a Toronto Raptors-style defense, which is contingent on switching screens and similarly sized, long, quick players all over the floor, wasn't the right fit for Brooke Lopez, who went from being one of the best defensive players in the league to completely exposed. I think that, I don't know if that means that you have to fire the coach, but especially when you're three and a half games out of first place and you have a 30 and 13 record. What it does feel like from what this ringer report says is that there wasn't a lot of flexibility with Adrian Griffin. And maybe he wasn't listening to his council of elders the way that he should. I will say that it kind of feels like dirty business though with, with doc. Like that feels, that feels dirty to me. Like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm here to help you out. Well, now I'm fired. Yeah, because I'm going to be the coach. See what's what, they have an unstable history with coaches, though. This is going back to Jason Kidd, and this was a bad call on Giannis's part because Giannis signed off on Adrian Griffin. There's no way he would be here if he didn't, and Giannis got this one wrong. He's got to wear this too. This is his, he's, he's got to hold an L on this one too. And usually we see it's so funny that there are patterns to these things that we know from sports going back forever. There is the assistant coach backstab. That's the the Boylan Fred Hoiberg of he waited till Fred would leave the building. If you then, build it, they will come. And then, and then Boylan would pretend to leave. They'd come back and he'd wait till Michael Reinsdorf got there. It's like, I don't know, Fred, Fred left. I'm still here. And the whole I'll st- watch tape with you. Right. I'll tell you. And that was that was a classic. NBA assistant coach backstab. You think that's why Zach Levine isn't on Team USA? I don't. I mean, then then there's the well, I'm 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 working in the the farm system, and I'm and let me tell you about these guys that are in charge of your baseball team, sir. Oh, they don't Chris, know what they're doing. Come on over, Chris. Like our team. Tell me, tell me. So there, there's narrator. The, he was also in charge of the team. <laughs> there's the other one. the The other trope is at the executive level. It's the only special assistant to the general manager. You you know, like when the when, old Jeff Saturday, when the Blackhawks hired Joel Quenville, you knew that Savard was on his last legs there because, oh, what's his role? Oh, he's a senior advisor who just happens to be 
overqualified. Who goes, I wouldn't have done that. Yes. And and that happens at the executive level when the the or advisor to the owner, and next thing you know, that's your de facto general manager who becomes your actual GM. This is different. I don't know that I can remember a a former championship winning head coach, recently out of the league, who is forced upon a first time head coach as as an advisor by ownership. I can't believe Adrian Griffin didn't resign the moment that happened. Yeah, but but if you're Adrian Griffin, you guys want to fire me? Cool. I'm that, gonna keep this four million dollars. Exactly. It had Go to, ahead. It had to be that that's why it had to be. It's like, okay, I know I'm I see what's happening. I, here. I see what's happening, but if I walk out the door, I'm not gonna collect my money. Right. And this way you get to, but I think that's dirty business on Doc's part. Speaking of all of this, lower on the level of importance. Hmm? For those of us who are not drop fans, that's another notch in the belt. Drop yeah. defense. But they wanted to go back to that's a, he got away from drop. I feel like though That's it's the opposite of that. They, when they, you're exposing Lopez, you think that things are just gonna They're go exposing back. Lopez because because he wasn't in drop. No, but my He's point a is great drop defender. Do you think Maybe it's gonna the best. be that simple? I don't. No, but they're gonna they they did go back to it. There's the, there was a revolt. The pl- the players <laughs> said Lopez and Lopez said I got to play drop because he's great at it. And well, they, this point they had in his career, doubling. it's probably the the smarter move. They had to him have blitzing him screen rolls. They had him switching and blitzing. He can't do that. And you've got two guys on your roster who can't play. Thanasis Anadokounmpo is not a professional <laughs> basketball player. He is he is not a professional basketball player. You leave Yonder Alonso out of this. He, but at least Yonder Alonso was a, you argued at a time was a major league player. Thanasis Antetokounmpo cannot play. He can barely play at the G League level. Well, he could barely hold down an overseas. Well, job. Well, he look, have a no trade clause. And Robin Lopez at this the point, the three in his of us have talked better. about this a lot. And I remember Tony Gill bringing up this concept of. Like the, the power structure inside of NBA franchises and how you want to make sure that the star player in the front office are having conversations and are somewhat aligned. This does feel like with all the things that that are, are not in the category of, of good for Griff, it, this does seem like, yeah, you know what? I made this call and, and it was a bad call. I thought I knew what I wanted and I didn't. And sometimes, while I'm here for players to be empowered, I still think that it's a good idea that you in the front office, like, the the relationship needs to be a little bit more balanced so that, that you all aren't sitting there going, well, we have to fire our coach 45 games into a season. No, look, Is it, this all a subtweet of Dan's favorite player? Michael Jordan? LeBron. Oh. Because it kind of sounded, yeah, I know. It kind of sounded like that from where you're going, though. He's made his, he's had his share of mistakes. A lot of them. I mean, you could argue perhaps making one right now. By walking away? No. I'm saying the the undercutting of of Darvin Ham and what's happening there. Oh. I thought you were talking about Jordan again. Dan's favorite. Walking Uh, away from billions. And for those of us who, who found this news, the Milwaukee Bucks have made the Nessus untouchable in trade talks, just in case. Trade you talks. <laughs> that was one of my favorite theories floating around trade yesterday talks? on you saw social that? media. Was, I saw that. Oh, was Adrian like, Griffin must was have wanted to get, get rid, him, cut, 
tenaces. Wanted to get Drake Drake LaRoche out of there. He's the, right. he's the worst player in the NBA by a mile. He's the wor- he is the most useless player on any roster in the league by a mile. All right, we'll talk I more s- Thanasis later on, but we <laughs> no, gotta we talk. Will not. Yes, so we are. Bad. I still like my theory, by the way, that that uh, Adrian Griffin took that that game ball from Giannis. I think that I'm you're right. Saying. We'll ask Mike Florio about that. No, we won't. We'll ask him about the NFL and Championship Sunday next here on the Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 